Talk Recorded live.
children of God. Capital A. Get any good. Our topic is sometimes less is more. Sometimes less is more. Uh, we looked at capital A in our outline, Gideon's army, that he had too many. Judges 7 and 2, Judges 7 and 4, capital B, manna. Exodus uh, 16 and 18, Joshua 5 and 12, capital C, few fish and a few loaves. Matthew 14, 17, John 6 and 26, capital D, many disciples left. Many disciples left. John 6 and 66, from very familiar passage of scripture, John chapter 6, verse 66. The Bible says in the New International Version, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. John chapter 6, verse 66. From this time, many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Capital D. Many disciples left. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, again, we thank you. We praise you. We reverence you for another beautiful day that you have made, the opportunity to give you the glory. We don't want that to pass us by, Father. You've been good to us one more time, and we want to bless you one more time. David said, I will bless the Lord. I will praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord. I will give Lord thanks at all times. His praises will continually be in my mouth. Well, why would David say that he will bless the Lord at all times? David have a better relation that God was blessing him at all times. See, you need a rep. You don't see the need to bless the Lord at all times. You don't see the need to praise God. That's because you haven't got a revelation yet that God is blessing you at all times. God said, who do you think it was that allowed you to walk today? Who is it that allowed your spirit to be inside your body? One more time, who do you think it is that gives you air to breathe, water to drink? God is blessing us at all times. David said, I got a revelation. That's why I can't keep quiet. I will bless. I will open my mouth. I will, I will offer him the fruit of my lips, the sacrifice of praise. I will bless the Lord the same way he's blessing me at all times. So wait a minute, Lord, let me get this straight. You're blessing me all the time. Yes, Robert, well, then let me bless you at all times. You need a revelation, see? You need a revelation or you just think that, you know, somebody owe you something. Listen, don't nobody owe you nothing. Don't nobody owe you nothing. God don't owe you nothing. I will bless the Lord. Many disciples left Jesus. So, Father, we ask that you speak into our hearts and minds today and give us wisdom that will touch your people and encourage and edify your people in the four corners of the earth. Convict and convert those who are outside the ark of, of faith. Bring them into uh, the inner circle, Father. Bring them into your holy family. And Father, as you do these things for us, we're going to continue to give your name glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Now here we are on the other side of the lake. Once again, a lot of things went on on the other side of the lake. Jesus exposed motives on the other side of the lake. Jesus revealed what the people needed to do to please God 
on the other side of the lake. Jesus rebuked the people from grumbling on the other side of the lake. And Jesus even took the people into some next-level revelation. Now, that's a lot of time where you lose, folks. That's a lot of time. That's that most a lot of time. You know, I noticed that as a you know as a, a, a basketball coach. You know, I had the privilege of coaching junior varsity, and had the privilege of coaching the next level up varsity. And uh, some of the players that played for me on the junior varsity, they couldn't cut it on the varsity. They just you know. Did all right, you know, junior varsity out there. But when they got to the next level, they couldn't cut it. A prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that whatever level God takes you to, whatever level God introduces you to, you will have the necessary foundationary skills that you will prosper and that you will thrive on that level. Jesus gave, and see, normally individuals can't cut it at the next level when they didn't get something at the previous level. A lot of times when you, you go back and look at a, a student in school that's having problems in the ninth grade, check what that joke was doing in the eighth grade. Check, check, check how he was. Somewhere, oftentimes, there were some foundationary problems. A lot of times, building inspector come out. You building a building, you know. That's why the building inspectors oftentimes are very meticulous at every stage because something goes on top of that. So here Jesus is. He, 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 you see him building a spiritual building here. But he gets to a place where the people's foundationary problems are beginning to manifest, and he can't build any higher. When you have certain problems at certain levels of a building, you can't build any higher because not until you get that right. They did, many of these Jews did not want to accept verse 41. And this is what you'll see. This is what took, they were moving all right when, when you know, uh, Jesus was talking about the bread that God was sending from heaven. But then when he started talking about that he was the bread, that he was actually the bread, he was actually the one that folk had to go through to get to God, that folk had to deal with and deal with properly to get with God. The Bible says that this, the Jews began to grumble. The most time people start grumbling, some of you all that have listened to this broadcast, you've done all right in, in certain little basic little things that we talk, but when we got into some, some, some heavier stuff, some of you all understand began to grumble in your spirit. And because what grumbling normally indicates in, in, in Christians is that there are some issues that you ain't got quite straight with God. If so, you, if so, you wouldn't be grumbling. You'd be able to move smoothly from point A to point B to point C. But if there's some issues, like if you've got a problem with giving to the work of God, when we start talking about giving, you'll be the main one grumbling. If you've if, if, if you got a problem with, with, with avoiding uh, sexual immorality, then once we start getting on sexual immorality, you start grumbling. Most time people will start, oftentimes people will start grumbling when the, the word of God starts hitting they mess. Oh, you women out there, many of you, you won't have no problems as long as I'm, I'm blasting the men for not doing their job or not doing what the word starts. 
But mess around, let me start talking about what you women ain't doing. Oh, a lot of times be some grumbling then. Or a lot of you men out there, you don't got no problem as long as I'm talking about what the women ain't doing, what the women's supposed to be doing. But mess around, let me start hitting on what the men's supposed to do. See, I'm a firm believer. That, that's part of what led to Bill Cosby's demise. Way back in 2004, Brother Cosby started hitting too, thing, too many things right on the head about the, the problems with us as African-American people. And he upset both black folk and white folk with that kind of talk. It was too close to the truth. Some of y'all go back and start reading and studying on what exactly he was saying that the problems were in the, in, with, with, with African-Americans in this country. And Lord knows I can't, I'm like Pilate. I can't find no fault in it. But what he did was upset far too many people, black and white. Because, see, you've got to understand something. The only way that a magician can keep right on fooling you is that you don't learn the secret. Magician pulling rabbit out of the hat, man. He keep pulling rabbit out of the hat. You in there, ooh, wow, look at him pulling rabbit. Somebody come in and say, man, he got a, he got a side compartment on that hat, man. Rabbit be tucked in the side compartment. See, now you don't upset the magician and you don't upset the people who were being fooled by him because they enjoy being fooled by the magician. You upset the magician because now he can't run his, his bamboozlement or his scam on you. That's money out of his pocket. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? You've got, you got a collection of folk in this great country of ours that love to see us as African Americans acting like monkeys. You've got a collection of folk. It's, it's big money in that for, for somebody. That crab in the bucket mentality, we just can't, just can't get right, just won't get right. It's somebody making big money off of that. Listen, children of God, I'm the, uh, our ancestors, when the Emancipation Proclamation, when slaves were free, many of our ancestors didn't even want to come up out off the plantation. What else did they know? Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? Rather than taking a step by faith and trusting God, many of them are like, we don't want to go nowhere. We want to stay right here. And many of us as African Americans are saying the same thing today, 400 years ago. Where are we going to go out of poverty? Where are we going to go out of ignorance? Where are we going to go out of violence? Where are we going to go? When God is saying, come out, he whom the sun sets free and free indeed. Many of us are saying, where are we going to go? Our young people killing one another, where are we going to go? Our young people dropping out of school, where are we going to go? Our young girls are coming up pregnant. Where are we going to go? I hope the 10, 15 years from now, they ain't got me hung out there like, like bro, Bill, we didn't even tell the truth. No, it ain't all, our, it ain't all uh, white man's fault that we down as a people, African-American. No, you can't tell that lie to me. You might, y'all might tell that lie to one another to make yourself feel better about yourself. Wise man told me as a young Christian, he said, son, in America, in America, it's to be or not to be. You can be if you want to be. Only excuse for sorriness is that you, the only reason for sorriness is that you have chosen to be sorry. Sorriness is a choice. Laziness is a choice. Foolishness is a choice. Sin is a choice. I'm telling me, uh, white man, white man. Well, I'll, I'll, listen, I, I've been watching black folk now. I'm a black man. I had to go, I had to go to Africa. I had to go throughout Africa. I had to find out. What, so I'm like, Lord, what is the root of this foolishness that we got? And I found it. 
in Africa, way in the villages, way in the cities, way in Africa, in the mentality. There's a problem with the mentality of the black man in many parts of the world that I have found. Oh, man. Oh, I got to talk about it. Got to talk about it. I, don't have, I had to go search it out. Some of the same nonsense that we as African Americans are doing over here, thousands and thousands of miles away from the land of our origin, is some of the same nonsense that some of our, our, our brothers and sisters got going across the, the Atlantic Ocean. Want to blame our mess on somebody else. Many of us over here, we want to blame it on the white man. Many of us. And I said, well, okay, okay. Well, you go over to Africa, you ain't got no whole lot of white folk. But I sat right there in churches. I sat right there in, 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 in political arenas. I sat right there and listened to politicians and high-ranking officials and saw some of the same folks over there. They want to blame the problems on witches. It's the witches. It's the wizards. It's, I said, ain't this something else here? It's the enemies, our enemies. It's, it's, I said, ain't this something here, Lord? My prayer for black folk, which I'm one, I'm black too, I'm just black, quick, but is that we will bust out of the spirit of blaming somebody else and get a revelation that if God be for me, wait, 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 wait. See, see, that, that, see, that's too much work right there. Because now what you got to do is you got to get on the side of God. You got to cut your nonsense. You got to cut the blame game. And you got to get yourself lined up with God's program. Because once you get there, then, then you realize that if God be for me, who, who, who can be against me? Uh-oh, one say something. Less is more. I didn't know the Lord was going to come out this strong like this. Uh on our, on us black folk, but uh, truth got to be told. Somebody got to tell it. Somebody got to tell it. See, you, 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 you get your, you get your mind. There's, there's two ways you can think. You can think like the world, or you can think like God. God constantly trying to get you and I to no longer conform to the pattern of this world. Why? Because there's a way the world thinks. You need to understand that, that you know, it, it, there's a way that a whole lot of black folk think. Now, we ain't trying to get into to, to, too much stereotypes. There's some truth in stereotypes. There's some truth in it. We ain't trying to go. Well, we understand that there are differences and there there are special circumstances, and we understand. But there's a lot of truth in it. There's a whole, there's a way that a whole lot of black folk think. There's a way that a whole lot of our white brothers and sisters think. There's a way that that most Nigerians think. When I go into countries, I, I, a lot of oftentimes I go into countries. There's a way that many of our brothers in 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 uh the Middle East think. I go in, I talk to people. I be in countries. I be talking to people. And a lot of times you can hear some of the same things coming out of people's mouths in a country or, or in a region. Don't you know that there's a way that a whole lot of ISIS people think? That's why they keep acting like that. That's why they keep doing like that. 
Don't you know there was a certain way that slave owners thought that held our ancestors in it? There was a certain way that they thought. That's why, that's why they kept doing that. Don't you know there's a certain way that homosexuals think? That adulterers think? There's a certain way that groups think. And that's why normally we gravitate toward individuals that think like we do. Well, we need to understand, children of God, we are citizens of heaven. We're supposed to be thinking like God. As God said, as Robert, God said, there's a certain way I think. Every group has got a way it thinks. Don't you know there's a certain way that Alabama football players think? For them boys to be going to national championships just about year after year. Don't you know there's a certain way that Nick Saban thinks to produce that kind of success over and over? There's a way that successful people think, and there's a way that sorry and failures think. There's a way, a certain way that rich people think. There's a certain way that people in poverty think. Poverty mentality. Prosperity mentality. So you're talking about wanting to succeed, talking about wanting to come up out, talking about thinking, 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 thinking. There's a certain way, don't you know there's a certain way that people that are in shape think, and there's a certain way that lazy jokers think? Certain way that jokers out of shape think? It's what think. There was a certain way God says that David thought. There was a certain way that the Israelite armies that were afraid, there was a certain way they were thinking. The difference was in how they were thinking. David, the reason why he was able to conquer the Goliath, because he thought differently. Even his oldest brother asked a question. He heard David talking to one of the men. What you come down here for? I know how conceited you are. You just want to come down here and watch the battle. In between his running from Goliath in the morning and evening, along with the rest of the Israelite army. Why, why was he upset with David? Because David thought differently than he did, and he knew it. A lot of times, why people don't like, why some people say, I got a whole lot of enemies. I know why, because I think differently than you. A lot of times, that's why you don't like person or why you do, because they think differently. You want to know how I think? I think we need to do this thing like God say. Black folk, white folk, Africans, uh, Middle Eastern. I think we need to do this thing like, I think we need to live like God say live. And that's why I said, about you? I, don't, I don't know about that apostle Brian. I don't know who you think he is. I, I, I tell you who I think I am. I'm a son of God. I'm a son of God. Not the son of God. A son of God. And if you were a child of God, you ought to be thinking the same thing. We ought to be thinking the same thing. Why are we thinking something different? Why are we thinking something different? I'm hearing Adam. I'm hearing Adam in the garden. You know, why, why, woman, why, why me and you thinking something different? Same God created me that created you. In fact, took you took a part of me to make you. So why, what, what is this? What is this different, this different uh, 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 doctrine in the garden? Come on here, saying. And this is what happens. 
with Jesus and the Jews, they came to a separation in their thinking. The Bible asks the question, how can two walk together unless they agree? This is why some people you don't hang out with because of their thinking. This is why some people you don't go to their church because of their thinking. See, if you want to make a whole lot of excuses for being sorry and a whole lot of excuses for your mess, this ain't the ministry for you. <laughs> That's why a lot of you stay away. You want to be somewhere where somebody can point the finger at somebody else. I know, this ain't the ministry. Too much, too much individual responsibility around here in the Christian Center. Too much individual you, 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 responsibility. I told you, a um, girlfriend of a young man that I used to work with way back in the early 90s in a program, a mentoring program, girlfriend contacted me the other morning. Oh, if she didn't want to complain about how sorry and trifling he was. Wouldn't do right. Just couldn't get right. Sold drugs, made a whole lot of money, stopped selling drugs, now ain't got no money. Oh, I mean everything. It, it let her tell it. He was the worst of the worst of the worst. Sir! You know, I mean, she was, is that dick out there? I heard a car. Go check that out, bro. I think that's dick out there. It, it let her tell it. The worst of the what? Worst of the worst. Sir, well, I had to, I had to hit her with something. I had to hit her with something because if you are with him, and this is what I had to, I had to share with her, you know, God bless you, saints, come on in. How, how you all doing? Amen. All right. I had to share with her that if you are with him, you have chosen for him to be your date, your boyfriend, your whatever. Come on, let him bring the brother on and let him get a seat there. Then I said, then, then you are just as much the problem. As he is. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at? Listen out there under the sound of my voice. You and I are responsible for the people we choose to keep company with. If you out there as a woman and you in deep down involved with a sorry man, what does that say about you? If you out there as a, as a, as a, as a, as a man and you done found yourself so in love with such a sorry woman you just can't get right, what does that say about you? <laughs> We say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to saying? You and I are responsible for the company we choose to keep. And this is why Jesus and the Jews, uh, for the saints there, let's get them a Bible. We're in John chapter 6, and we just had a special focus on verse 66. From this time, look at what the Bible says. Now here is Jesus. He's been talking. He's been talking. He's been sharing the very truth from God, the very words from heaven. But see, now, if you don't want to do things the heaven way, if you got another plan, another way that you want to go about, then you're going to have problems with those who want to do things the heaven way. It's as simple as that. Why do you think everybody can't play at Alabama? Everybody can't play at Alabama. Everybody can't play basketball for Coach K at Duke. Why? Because that level of greatness comes with great sacrifice comes with great suffering, with great uh, discipline. Everybody, no, everybody can't play. You think. You remember years ago, some of you all, your older brothers coming in here, you remember the, in the early 90s, I want to be like, oh, come on now. 
Mike's out there hitting a little child on the butt, everybody. Mike wheeling the deal. Man, I read a book one time that talked about how Michael Jordan worked out. How Michael Jordan would be in the United Center in Chicago right by himself working out like it was game seven of the finals. The, t- the hours he would spend carving his body. I remember Mike in high school. I remember Mike. I look right at him, walk right past him, look at him just like I'm looking at y'all. Everybody talking about, oh, Rob, you think you're so good. Wait till Michael Jordan get to town. I walk, came in, Jordan was sitting down, black leather coat on, one white cheerleader on one side, white cheerleader on the other side, ears poked out, looked like a lot like a monkey to me. I looked at him, and in my mind, I was like, man, you don't look like too much to me. He looked up at me and like, man, you don't look like too much to me. But that night on the court, goodness gracious, I'd never seen anything like it. And called my father, and I said, look, man, I said, we had a game tonight. You know, we were doing good. We first place in the conference, Jordan, and then we are first place in the conference. Called my father in New Jersey. I said, look, man, I said, we had a game tonight. He said, yeah, how you do, kid? I said, I said, we lost. He was kind of shocked because we, you know, I think we hadn't lost about one or two games. He said, what, what, what happened? I said, look, man, I said, I want you to remember this name. He said, who? Michael Jordan. He said, Michael Jordan, I said, just all I want you to do is remember the name. I said, I ain't never seen nothing like him in all my life. He said, man, I can't tell y'all what, what, what he said because it's kind of an African-American thing. He said, well, is the, is the N-word that bad? Is the, is the N-word that bad? I said, just remember the name. He said, all right. All right. About 10 years later, Mike's winning championships, everybody, worldwide icon. He called me one Sunday, and he said, uh, he said, boy, he said, back when you was in school, he said, you had a game, and you called me up and told me to remember the name Michael Jordan. Is it the same? I said, it's the same one. In other words, the greatness. See, see, see somebody, somebody went to school with President Obama in the third grade. Greatness is not something that people just, just stumble on. There were some people, somebody saw little Barack Obama and said, this kid is special. Somebody, somebody saw Michael Jordan and said, I was one of them, said, this kid is special. Somebody, greatness is not something that you just stumble on. It comes with years and years of hard work. Somebody knew that David had the skills to take to bring down Goliath. Somebody knew. Somebody knew. Jesus is dealing with the Jews here. Watch this. Somebody knew that Jesus was the son of God. Remember when Jesus was a little bitty baby, parents brought him into the temple on the eighth day to be presented, to be circumcised? And Simeon and what? Anna came up to him and was like, hey, this is, this is the Christ. This is the Messiah. Parents are standing there looking. Simeon came and snatched the baby from Mary and Joseph. Start praising God. Man of God, did you, did you listen to that broadcast when we think? Simeon came and snatched baby Jesus, start praising God, start prophesying. Why? Because God knows every single detail about your past, your present, and your future. Well, he asked a question, is there going to be another Michael Jordan? Yeah, he probably don't know. He's he running around somewhere right now. Is there going to be somebody that's going to be greater than Jordan? Sure, sure. Is it going to be somebody that's going to be? Sure, somebody out there. But the question is, do we have eyes to see? Do we have eyes to see? A close, why was Simeon and Anna able to look at baby Jesus? I'm not talking about 14-year-old Jesus. I'm not talking about a 28-year-old Jesus. I'm talking about look at baby Jesus, eight days old. See, this is the Christ. 
he will be responsible for the rising and falling of many. Oh, he, the whole, this is the consolation. How were they able? Because of their closeness with God. When you are close enough with God, God will begin to reveal destinies. This is what I'm doing. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you look clean, you're watching around the world, worldwide ministry. You all see us, got it. Got it right here. A woman of God prophesied this to me, looked at, took one look at me at 17. I've been saved four months. Me and her son used to do some of the most ungodly of things. Got saved, went by the house looking for him. She took one look at me, looked up at heaven, said, oh, okay. She said, you, you're going to be a preacher. She looked, oh, okay. Looked back and said, you, you going all over the world preaching God's word. She said, mm-hmm, you, you're going to be like a bishop, a protector of God's people. She said, you, you're going to be a ministry. It's going to be like dynamite. You, said, you're going to be a millionaire. And that's the one I'm waiting on. <laughs> Come on, Zane, let's get ready to close but everything you want to say, solid, amen. So many of Jesus' disciples left. John chapter 6, verse 66. From this time, well, what did Jesus do? He started taking them into some next-level revelation. See, and this is why you got to get the foundationary stuff, because there's some stuff in Christianity that if you don't get A, B, and C, you can't get D, E, and F. And see, that's why God got to sometimes light your hind part up in A, B, and C, because God be saying, look, I got a D, E, and F that's waiting for you. I ain't got time for you in this foolishness. You still stumbling around A, B, and C. I remember <laughs> when we were in, like, uh, first grade, I used to go to school up in Newark, New Jersey. And uh, this one, corporal punishment, was all right. I used to have a problem saying red. I mean, I guess I was about, about six, five, six years old. And uh, they'd be like, what color? What color is this? What color is this Bible, little robber? I'd be like, red? Yeah, come on up, little robber. I'd come on up. The teacher take my hand. <laughs> Have a big old ruler. Pow! Pow! What color is this, little robber? And I had to think real carefully. I had to, I had to, I had to think real carefully and get my mouth just right to say red. See, some of us are still hollering red. Some of us are still hollering wed to church attendance. Some of us are still hollering wed to, to leaving fornication alone. Some of us are still hollering wed and God, some of us are still hollering wed to, to giving to the work of the Lord. Some of us are still hollering wed. Because what God said, I need you to say is red. Let's get it right. We've got to get things right at lower levels because God said, look, where I'm taking you, you can't have that, you can't have that flaw with where I'm taking you. You've got, you got to straighten that out. Even when we built this church building, I remember how the building inspector, after every stage, once we poured the foundation here, the building inspector came out, checked it out. He was like, you know, before we could put the walls up, he'd be like, you know, uh, pastors, you're going to need to make sure that that anchor bolt is, and we had to get it right before we could get on to the next stage. My prayer for you on the sound of my voice. Because God wants to take you somewhere extra special. God wants to do great things that you get it right. Wherever, whatever level, whatever stage you are, get it right so God can take you to the next level. A lot of people talking about I want to go to the next level, I want to go to the next level in God. God be saying, with all that stuff that you ain't got right right there, God say, I dare not take you to the next level. To fix that, then God can take you and I to the next level. From this time, well, why? What was the problem? The, what, was, what was it that really called so many of his disciples? Look at John 6 and 66. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed. Why? Go back to four, verse 41. There was a flaw 
in their foundation that caused Jesus not to be able to build on that flawed foundation. At this, the Jews began to grumble. Well, what was it? What was it from my, let's go back to verse 40. Well, go back to verse 35. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will no, never go hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I have told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, Jesus said, look, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread. They came down there. They couldn't get past that. They couldn't, they, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they, they, they wouldn't go for that. So if you don't believe that truth, that A, B, and C truth, when Jesus start trying to, or the Lord start trying to give you D, E, and F truth, you'll vomit that up too. So you got, there's some things that have to be accepted. Christianity is a walk with God, not a long jump with God. You ain't going to just go from here. What does the cat jump about 30 feet back? Bob Beeman, what was his name? You ain't going to just go from here and then just long jump 30. It's a walk with God. You got to get this. Then you get this right here. Then you get it. That's how you walk. It's a step after step, not long jump. Some of us want the long jump with God. That ain't scripture. Have you seen that in scripture? And Abraham long jump with God. <laughs> All right. So we got to get, we got to, you say, Apostle, what you driving at? We got to get things that, Stages. You didn't watch this now. God said, give it to him in human terms, Robert. You, you out there listening to the sound of my voice, you're an adult. You didn't go from being uh, uh, three years old to where you at now. You didn't go from th three to 50. We went in steps. We went in stages. We went in increments. We went from three years old to four years old. We went from four years old to five years old. So we had to, under we had to get some things at three. There were some things we had to learn. There some things at four, things we had to learn, things we had at five, at six, at seven, at eight. So it is when I walk with God, so it is in our Christianity, so it all is in most things. There are steps and there are stages. This is why a lot of times you have, you have uh, 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 people sometimes out at, at, at 40, 50 years old still doing stuff like teenagers, something you missed. At that stage, you out there, come on now, you out there 40, 50 years old, out there in the club with your grandchildren? Come on now, man. <laughs> come on, that's not a good look. At some point, we got to get to a place where when I was a child, I thought like a child. I understood. I was at a club at 15, not 55. You still out there? You still out there, good grandma? You still out there trying to shake it with oxygen? With an oxygen tank? Some things we got to leave behind and grow. All right? Come on, Saints, let's go and wrap this up now. We don't, we don't, so so they, because they had a problem at A, B, and C, at that, that one particular thing, so now Jesus can't take them on to, to the deeper things where he wants, and look what ends up happening. From this time, many of his disciples turned 
back and no longer follow him. Now, Jesus, you know, Jesus don't hardly bite a bad eyelash. I remember I read this as a young Christian. I was like, well, why don't you, why you didn't go get him, Lord? Why you didn't try to go and bring him back? Because hmm. see, here's the thing about the truth. The truth will be here waiting for you. After you done done all your running and ripping and trying to escape and trying to come up with a different way and, and getting beat, and getting, the truth will still be here right here waiting for you. Jesus didn't try to go get them all them disciples that left. Instead, he looked at the 12. Look at what he asked them in verse 67. You do not want to leave too, do you? The apostle, what you driving at? Truth ain't going nowhere. You can listen. We can run and rip and try it a different way and waste a whole lot of time, energy, effort, money, years of our life. The truth ain't going nowhere. God said, Robert, tell my people, heaven and earth will pass away before my word passes away. God said, my word ain't going nowhere. So you might as well quit wasting time out there trying to find another way. You're going to try to find a better way than God's way. You, 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 you're going to end up looking ridiculous. Let us come. Why not just come on, line up? With God's way and start moving by the Spirit, start moving into our miracles, moving into our prosperity, moving into our destiny, moving into our blessing. God be just standing back, just watching. Can you imagine what we look like to God? Trying to do all kind of stuff that He ain't told us to do, trying to come up with all kind of stuff that He ain't. It looks ridiculous. Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. And they are life. You want the best life that God has for you? Get into God's word. Start being led by God's spirit. He will lead you right into your God, right into your God-ordained destiny. He'll lead you right to that man or the woman that you're supposed to be married. Somebody out there on the side of my boy, you're trying to find your husband, trying to find your wife, but you ain't listening to the spirit of God. Spirit of God is going to lead you to him or to her. Somebody out there on the side of my boy, you're trying to find a job that God wants you to have, but you won't be led by the spirit of God. God, the Spirit of God will lead you right to what he has for you. That's how we get to it. We got to be led by the Spirit to get to what God has for us. God be like, all right, Robert, I got, a, I got something real, real good for you on top, of that, uh, on top of that pulpit. Now I want you to take one step forward, then one step to the right. Man, we take one step backwards and take a step to the left. Where's the good thing, Lord? Where's that wife? Where's that job? Where's that promotion? God said, Robert, did you, you did. Remember when you, did you hear what I said? When I, but Lord, where's the stuff? Then we want to rebuke the devil. The devil is a lie. The devil. <laughs> God brings us, God be like, take one step forward and one step to the right. We take a step to the sideways. Where's the stuff? Where's the stuff? Where's the peace? Where's the joy? Where's the, where's the, 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 the prosperity, the prosperity that, where's all this stuff that you promised about? Gideon was asking the same question. When the angel came up to him while he was at Oprah, Israelites had been disobeying, rebelling, kicking against God, and the promises that had been made, they weren't receiving none of that. And, and, and the angel had to let him know, and, and God had to let him know, because you're doing evil. You're not, letting, you're not listening to God. God be saying, take one step. Forward and one step. God said, I know where I have put the blessings. I know where the, God said, look, I know where every blessing in your life is. Easter egg hunt. Some of you like an Easter egg hunt. Maybe it's under here. Maybe it's under here. God know where every Easter egg is on the Easter egg hunt. Man, we'd be all over. You remember we used to for the Easter egg hunt. Man, we'd be all over looking all kinds. God be like, look, man, Easter egg right over there on the, by that tree. 
God be like an Easter egg right over there behind the door. So it is with our blessings. God know where every blessing for you and for me is. He know exactly where it's at. God be like, man, take one step forward and one step to the right. And when we finally get around to doing just that simple thing, there it is. There it is. There's that good and perfect gift. There it is. There's that ministry that God had for us. There's that financial blessing. There's that healing. There's that miracle. There, whatever it is, there it is. What you looking for? What? Listen, God made you out there. But don't you know that if you got a General Motors car, the General Motors got the part for your car? Man, you all out there trying to put a Toyota part on it. Man, maybe I can get it to work. You all out there going to get a Pontiac part, man. Bennett, cut it. Cut that part off. General Motors made your car. They got the part that will fit it. God made you. He got the woman that will fit you. He got the man that will fit you. He got the job that will fit you. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today, Father, for everything that you have shared with us. We thank you, Father, for your revelation, your insight, your edification of the body of Christ. We pray, Father, that as we have studied today to show ourselves approved unto you, that you have given a word that will make a difference in somebody's life under the sound of my voice. You have told us, Father, that the words that you speak unto us, they are spirit and that they are life. You've told us, Father, that your word is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates into the hearts and minds of men. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Father, we thank you today. We trust, Father, that as your word has been proclaimed and has been released and been scattered, that it will bring forth a harvest in the lives of your hearers, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what has been sown. We pray, Father, that as you have convicted souls today, that they will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus and that you have raised him from the dead in order that their eternal soul may be saved. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you. We reverence you. This is the day that you have made, Father. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. We count it done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray. Three questions for the saints. What have you got? What's that now? Four things that are choices. Uh, clear that question up a little bit for a minute. Two ways we can think. All right, that's a good one. What are the two ways we can think? All right. Question two. Why did many of Jesus' disciples... Leave. That was the one you want. All right. Anybody got another one? One more. We'll do three. What do you say now? I'm not hearing. What's that? All right. What What does grumbling? or complaining really indicate. That's a good one. That's a good one. Amen and amen.
Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristianservantchurch at gmail.com. Check our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.